Welcome back to Get With The Programming. I'm Chase Ingram. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Bill Grundler. Wolverine. And we're going to hey. analyze. Wait, we're on time. Did you guys see that? Hey, I want, I want yes, to note this. first off. We're going to note these every time. On time. That's positive. On time. That's, I'm not sticking you. That's, that's positive. Yes. That's good. Nope. I like that. I, I mean, I gotta, gotta, gotta give props where props is due, right? Hey, you know, I, I usually it's my fault. So I was <laughs> busy. People had All my right. stuff got it, stuff together today. We are here in the new Bob's Naturals online studios. We are on YouTube. Uh, those of you guys that are rolling with us in the Bub's train, new code coming across your screen right now, 2023. You go to bubsnaturals.com and use the code. GWTP20 for 20% off everything all across the store. Again, they give 10% of all proceeds to a charity of their choosing, usually a military foundation to support the lifestyle brand that is Bub's Naturals. Did you get the, I know you got the coffee. Yes. Y'all are unaware, Bub's is now making coffee and more is on the way, I heard. Oh man! More is on the way, which is great because right now I've got a medium roast and a dark roast, and both are great. But uh, more options are coming, so I've got that. <laughs> and then, have you tried their new creamer? Uh, I have not yet. Okay. No. So this is what I'm doing now. <laughs> so I double bub you, in the morning you're, with you're the, quad bubbing. <laughs> yes, in a sense, right? Uh, now, not all in one drink. So I'll do this. Um, oh well. Okay. Yes, I am quad bubbing. Yeah. See, but don't, let me don't lie. Let me explain it. Uh, I do the MCT oil powder in the morning yes. with two scoops of collagen protein. Boom. Boom. 25 grams of protein, good for all my nails, joints, hairs, and skin. Plus, I get the MCT oil into my system, so it's a great thing to start things off. Have one cup. It's a good cup. It's like a 12-ounce, maybe a 16, like a tall boy, if we're talking beers. And then I come back, and I fill it up again, Frank the Tank style, and then I use the other creamer because I don't want to double up on the MCT oil. Right? I do a little extra. I do an extra tap on the side of the, uh, the old scooper. Right? It's not a level scoop. It's more of a, uh, a, heaping. a yeah, heaping scoop is good. A heaping tap. And then I come back. I do the creamer. And I double up the collagen protein again because I've got some joints and ligaments to heal up. I figured what's the worst that can happen. I get a little extra collagen protein in the system. And that's my double quad bub routine now. And it's awesome. I just put the collagen protein in everything. Yeah. I, don't, I don't double my MCT oil because then I'd be doubling my time in the bathroom. And I don't want to do that. Well, that's why I like the new creamer because usually I'll just drink my coffee black yeah. after my first double bub. But now oh, I come well. back with an extra bub of regular creamer. I need to have a chat with those guys so we can get that to my house. Stat! Yeah, it's, uh, it's great. It's world-changing. So if you guys want to jump on the double bub train, go to bubsnaturals.com. Use the new code GWTP20. That is get with the programming, if you guys didn't know that already. GWPT20. Did you see Hiller's code? <laughs> no, is he in the chat? Yeah. <laughs> G <laughs> GW501516. Yes. Uh, and if you want to get Hiller 50% uh, <laughs> discount, use GW501516. <laughs> Either way. That's the octagonal bubbing right yes. there if you want to go that route. So after that, we are here to talk the programming of the 
2023 individual quarterfinals, it all wrapped up on Sunday. Scores are still getting approved, videos being watched, and scores being pentalized. So the leaderboard is ever-changing. Uh, the date should be a couple days um, coming up before they finalize that. So as we go through the leaderboard and things like that, nothing's final and nothing's set just yet. But um, this is a tough one because I think there was a, there's been a lot of reaction out there. Uh, there's been a lot of reaction on social media. There's been a lot of reaction interspliced with our group on a text stream together and watching things take place after our initial reactions and how the athletes are tackling this. It's um, We'll be navigating the waters a bit and just going event by event what we thought about it, how we're going to grade it, and how it pertains to, which is what we'll start off with, the competition itself. Because we've always said is like you can't judge an event until you know the purpose of the event itself. Because depending on what's programmed, right? Like if you're judging open test, you judge it for the open test itself, what its aim and goal is, and who is taking the test. For example, if we saw games quality tests in the open, we would have a different grading system than games than open tests maybe at the games, if that right. makes sense. So when we look at this to start things off, We'll look at the quarterfinals is that 10% uh, qualifying stage from the open to this quarterfinal stage. And it's 10% in every semifinal region. And quarterfinals, as defined by CrossFit on their website, is the second stage of the CrossFit game season after the top 10% of the world's athletes advance to the virtual semifinals to vie for a ticket to the semifinal stage. It says, during the quarterfinals, the heat gets turned up, which is nice and vague. Athletes are asked to complete one. That was unfair. I'm sorry. I'll just read it. I'll leave my commentary out. See, I'm already getting a... Let me start over. <laughs> that was unfair. That was a cheap shot. I'll say You're just reading the text. That's what yeah. it says. During the quarterfinals... Right. It is vague. The, yeah. The heat gets turned up, period. Athletes are asked to complete one or two advanced workouts every day for three days, while only a select few will make it to semifinals, all quarterfinalists have the opportunity to advance their position in the worldwide ranking and raise their fitness level from an 8 to the maximum number of levels as a 9 or a 10, which often doesn't get talked about in this new system. So not only does your performance in quarterfinals dictate your ability to qualify for semifinals, even if you don't qualify for semifinals and you've been taking all the tests up until this point, which just means at minimum in open and quarterfinals for the last two years, semifinals and games do not put you on the world worldwide ranking open and semifinals do. You have to register for both of those to get on the list. It affects your worldwide ranking system. And we forgot about this, but the levels that were slid underneath the door between like, 22.2 and 22.3 last year. Oh, and hey. Yeah, guess what? <laughs> you get a badge um, and a level. Right. And so this is the purpose of the test as defined by the CrossFit Games. Now, Bill, when you see this de uh, definition or description of this and knowing we're taking the top 10% in every semifinal um, region, so to speak, to go to the quarterfinals, how do you look at quarterfinals tests and what it's de designed and defined as to be with this being the definition <clears throat> and the tests that were given i do not think that they connect well at all um in, in 
in all, in all reality, if I'm looking at this as the definition of what the quarterfinals are supposed to be, yes, it's the second stage. I mean, there are some facts that are put in here. Yes, the top 10%, but none of those things really say what we're trying to do. Just to say you're trying to qualify people to the semis, I, I don't think is a a very good mission statement or, or a proper enough mission statement for what the quarterfinals is meant to do. We went from the open, which is supposed to be an all-inclusive, everybody gets together, the world gets to test their fitness, and everybody gets to play, and we advance your higher-end gen pop athletes, which is going to include all of the you know high-level athletes, forward into the next step. Mm. Um, so now we have the 10% and we should be basically doing kind of the same thing that we did with the open, which is there should be a, a, um, me personally, I feel that there should be a general physical preparedness test. Still, this is, I don't think that this is the time to get cute and gimmicky and novelty ish and, Hey, let's test this weird thing. And I don't think we need to do that. I think that at this stage, what you do is you can take open type workouts Mm. And you can go a little longer, a little heavier, and go a little bit more intensity. I mean, we're already bringing ring muscle-ups into the open stage. We're right. already bringing – we've brought bar muscle-ups into the open stage. We've done snatching in the open stage. We've done heavy work in the open stage. Um, so I think we can lean into that instead of uh, doing what happened in this particular um, set of programming. I don't think that this program this year – um well we can get to your did, did, overall did the test of that yeah well, i'm just I'm talking about like the the, the general like the, the the purpose of i don't think it is i don't think that with what i think the, the test should be and, that, and this is this is one of the problems when like when we talk about rogue we know what the rogue and the, the water pollution that we know what that uh programming is designed we know what the purpose of the test is we know what the pur purpose of the test of the games is mm -hmm. um to say that we're just getting we're, we're qualifying people and we're trying to find the fittest. It seems vague to me at this point to be able to do that. And I, I don't think that there is one that is out there that's correctly written for them. I don't think that they've done it to where they can set themselves up right. But if it was me, what I would say is general physical preparedness with higher volume, um, increased weight, and uh, more intensity. That's what I would be looking at. Okay. I like that. I like that. Um, and when I look at this stage, I'm the same as you, is that I'm looking at, it's like you said, the open is a two-prong test. We're testing to get people to quarterfinals, not to the CrossFit Games. This right. is the first stage of the CrossFit Games, but we are not getting people directly from, at least in the individual division, from the open to the CrossFit Games. We are trying to get them to the quarterfinals. So we need to make sure we test this demographic, this entire demographic that we have, to get the right 10% moving forward. And some people will be left out, like we said, and whenever you draw hard lines in the sand, right, people are going to be left on either side of it, and those left on the outside looking in may say, oh, this is unfair, I was not able to do this. And then the simple answer there is, is like, well, it just shows you that your fitness level isn't up to par to get there. But we're looking at not the top scores when we say that. We're looking at the line, Right. And so it's like, okay. And then in the quarterfinals, I'm the same way is that you have a top 10% in the world, which in Boss's words is like, these are the champions of your affiliate. Mm -hmm. 
And we wanted to celebrate that. And part of it, what he said about quarterfinals is that we want affiliates to be able to celebrate their champions within the test. Now, this champions, all walks of life are coming from that top 10% in their individual semifinal regions. Part of the test needs to do two things. It needs to be able to let the semifinal qualifying athletes and those that are like them to be able to separate themselves from the rest of the pack. So the tests are designed in a way that the athletes can separate themselves from the pack, right? The tests themselves in this demographic should also be, I would say, appropriate to let the demographic that qualified for this test put their hat in the ring for the test. Now, it doesn't mean we dumb it down for the lowest common denominator, but we don't want to make it too basically self-selecting just because of, say, movements and weights and, and things like that and skills. Is that a yeah, we're, yeah, totally. We're, we, we, we need to get the top 60 out of each of those uh, uh, Definitively. To get to too, their, yeah, right? to get to their semi. So you have to be able to let those high-end athletes race. you got to give them something that they could race with. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that, like, because you have those guys are in the pool, that, like, we should be doing weights that are well above and beyond what the, you know, the, the median of that level should be able to do. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think. I don't, I don't think there's, you know, it's, it's needed to do that. I mean, you, you can, obviously, we've tested strength at different levels and all those types of things. So you can have those high-end athletes advance like you're talking about, but it doesn't mean that it needs to go... You don't need to dumb it down for the line at the 10% because those are kind of, I mean, the bottom of the 10% are like the people in the affiliate that like basically got their first toe to bar or mm-hmm. they got one round on a four round workout. I mean, that's kind of where they should be sitting, you know, and that's okay. Yeah. I mean, you, you should have people that go in to get their asses kicked, but at the same time, you have to have an appropriate level of the test so that you can have people race. Right you know, to, to put that line up there for that 60, that top 60 or whatever the number is for that, that particular semi. And I, and I would even say to a small extent, now this is a very small extent, also encourage people to want to take your test. That's why you don't want to make it ungodly, yeah. like heavy. Now, and exactly. Crazy. And I say a small percentage. So just like the open, like you don't want to program. And we've done this like Dave has done this where he did ring muscle-ups as the first rep of an open test. Now, this open went directly to regionals or semifinals, and it forced people to get their first one, but it isolated a lot of people, right? And so when people say, when people were saying like 23.3 was one of the harder tests they were programming, it's like, do you not remember when Dave did that? And I don't think that was a good move for the open. Right. Right. And that was one of those things where if I am looking at the open on the outside looking in and I'm looking at everything programmed, I should also have a small element of I would like to try that because it's somewhat doable. Not there's no way I can do that. Why would I sign up for it? Now, as CrossFitters and you and me is like to accept the challenge, but it has to still be reasonable. Yeah. Right. You're not going to program, for example, well, I'll I'll get there. But yeah, (laughs) I think a small part of it, since it is a registration style of voluntary thing that you qualified for, you paid $20 to take this test 
with hopes to advance to the next level. It's a point of pride for some people, a lot of people. You want to make sure is that you still make this two-prong test of separating those that are fit for semifinals to take whatever tests you already have set up for them because you already, they already know what's coming. And by they, I mean Boz and company. Right. They know what the test in semifinals is. So this test is to make sure they weed out this group to prepare them for the next test. But that's not the only people. You're not just testing the top 300 in every semifinal. You have thousands in there that want to play. And so it's a tough thing to do, but it's also, this is a very important part of how we're defining and analyzing the programming here. When we look at the whole demographic taking the test defined by you guys, CrossFit games, of what the test is supposed to be. Does that help? Does yeah, that no, make I, sense? I agree. Okay. I, I think that that's something... Um, like I think they've done a great job on the rule book and all of those types of things and you know trying to get you know at least on paper what movement standards should be looking like etc mm-hmm. um, I think this is one of the things that they also need to do is they need to sit down and really have an understanding of what each of those stages what is the purpose in mm-hmm. without with and I mean the purpose of the games obviously is to find the fittest we know that but that that one statement isn't like a blanket where like oh okay well the fittest made it so it's good it's good. Right. You know, how okay. it can give you a framework of how to design your program as you go from each of those steps da, yes. da, 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 all the way up. Yes. That was, a, that was a statement I had thought about, but I didn't write down. And thank you for bringing that up. What I never want to hear from someone who's programming an event that say, well, the fittest got there or the fittest won. Because when Rich Froning, Matt Fraser, and Tia Toomey were competing, they were going to win no matter what bullshit you programmed. Right. The fact that the fittest people ever to grace this earth, that's a bit dramatic, but you know, the fittest athletes that we have in, in our modern time are going to win does not validate the programming of which of the tests that they took. Right. And so when we look at this and you sit back, it's like, well, you know, we, at the end of the day, we got the right 60 60, 30, 30 to semifinals. That doesn't validate your programming because you still need to look at what happened below. Of course they made it. Of course, these top athletes are not going to have problems with wall-facing strict handstand push-ups to the floor because the majority of them did deficit those at the games. Right. Right. Or the crossover because we'll get there. But I think an important piece here is that you cannot rely on who qualified as a... Uh, mark of success of what was programmed. Do you think it's do you think it's fair? Do you think it's better? Uh, and this is not about you know patting the back of the old days, but in the old days that we used to think that the open was fast, light, and Bernie. The regionals was just ungodly heavy, and then the games is when like the fun things came out. Do you think that there should be some sort of a a plan like that, or is that too simplified or does that cut out the known and unknowable? I mean, cause it seems like you would be able to get your pieces. Mm-hmm. You could have a lot of those, uh, even within that you could still have definitions of, okay, it needs to have these types of things. Like we, we have to have this range of weight work, or we need to be able to showcase some heavier weight 
you know, right. What if we want to go percentages yeah. or whatever? I mean, maybe that's too specific to even do it, but no, I, it I just really seems to me there needs to be some sort of a guide because there isn't one right now. So I, I think that's when Boz talks about Dave's rhythm. Cause I think it was that right. It was like, okay, we're going to find fit, real fit people to go to regionals. And at regionals, we're going to test them with just good, good classic CrossFit tests, some heavy weight to separate the field, but some high skill gymnastics, some high work capacity, some volume. Like we're going to touch every base, every modality in the, re- like in the, what is fitness lecture. And at the games, then we throw new shit at them. How do you adapt to these kind of things? The more fun, out-of-the-box tests to test these athletes full capacity to basically use their fitness on the fly. Which, if you think about it, you know, and I, I know that we talk about, like, the routine and, and the his rhythm. That, to me, appears to look like a pyramid style of mm. broad-based to fitness mm-hmm. to, you know, more defined to you get to the top to where it's like, okay, now how does your fitness adapt? I mean, like, it seems like a pretty decent, and I'm not, this is not me trying to like blow smoke up Dave Castro's ass or anything like that. Like that, but that, that program mm-hmm. seems to be a valid program. Even if you have four steps now, you can still do the same type of thing, but there has to be a guide to that. Yeah. And that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean you can't be heavy in the open. It doesn't mean that you can't go super hard and fast on, you know, at the next stages, but like there has to be some sort of thing there, uh, some sort of description, some sort of guide, some sort of itinerary, some idea, some mission statement, something. Um, because I think that that is missing. And I think that will help with a lot of what we're trying to do as we move people forward, I think. So I was thinking about that exact thing today for a while. And like I said, I'm, I'm trying to stay objective as possible for as long as I can, but the soapbox will come. Don't worry, everybody. <laughs> And when I look at what boss is trying to do is that I understand maybe my personal bias in, and um, routine as what define or what Dave Castro really defined for 15 years of games, regionals, and eventually open programming, right? I've obsessed with it. I use it as ways to expand my own programming ideas. And I think when boss is looking at this, because what Dave did for 15 years at the CrossFit Games and everything underneath was really just like his way to do things. And he got input and, and he evolved on his own and, and however he wanted to evolve. And so I have to be sure it, to try not to, or, or try to give Boz some credit and some wiggle room here is that, you know, I'm coming at it from this view that I've been groomed or, you know, and, and, and immersed myself in since 2008. Like, that's the lens at which I'm looking at this. And sometimes that's the lens at which I judge that. So a part of me is like, okay, at the, at the end of the day, regardless of what we say in the next 40 minutes, it's still opinion-based. It's your opinion. It's my opinion. I think we, we base it off uh, an educated opinion. You know, like I think so. Yeah, a highly educated opinion in this department. This is why we don't talk anything else but programming here. We don't talk news. <laughs> we don't talk drama. That's for Talking Elite Fitness and the Savant Podcast, and they're fucking great at both of those things. And we don't. That's not our place. But part of me can see where I could look at something and judge it based off what was, and maybe take a step back and just see what's happening. 
And I was thinking about that in the car today. Do you get? Do you understand? Like, kind of where what I'm looking at, or or how? No, I I'm agree. Because I'm, I I feel the same way. Like, I don't want to just go. Well, the old days, it was better because yeah, it, I, it's not. Yeah. Okay. But I, and I, and I don't I don't think that I do. In fact, I think that I don't think that either of us do because we've looked at enough of the different programs to come up with. Okay, what are the what are they trying to do? It with the default of at least. Is it aiming itself towards fitness? Mm -hmm. Our definition within CrossFit. I mean, we use our CrossFit definitions, our CrossFit, you know, uh, uh, mantras and, and mindset and, and modalities to to figure out: Are we guiding ourselves in the right direction? Yeah. So I think I think that you're. It's good that you are looking that way because I do the same thing because I don't yeah. want it to be like well in my day it used yeah to it's be. like well this isn't what Dave used to do it's like yeah, that's it has not nothing fair to do with that. yeah and then yeah. that's I just wanted to put that out there is like I do recognize when I do that though yeah and some of the ways I react to some things that come up are are a result of just that that thing I'm used to yeah um, so I just want to put that up before we get started so okay let's get into it when we look at the quarterfinals. This is uh, on the games page when they're defining quarterfinals is here are the actual numbers of top 10% that qualified from the open. Africa, 440 men, 328 women. Asia, 1,104 men, 577 women. Europe, 6,015 men, 33,999 women. I don't know why that bothers me. Like one more. <laughs> can, you, can you get one can you more get one woman more. in there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, North America East. This is wild. 4,310, 3,932. West, 3,144. So 1,200 less men qualified to this. And then 2,808, 1,100 less women signed up, which is wild. Oceania, 967, 901. South America, 966, uh, 734. So really, um, this is your full field that qualified. Now, the next thing I wanted to look at, in if you guys don't follow this uh, Instagram account called Known and Knowable, is this Halpin's thing? Yeah. Um, well, he's unreal with yeah. his numbers too. There's just Jeez. great stats. So I'm going to put this in there. I'll put this in the chat if you guys are following with us on uh, YouTube. But it's just known underscore knowable. And it's just a lot of stats, just numbers and cents, which is really cool. And, and Mike Halpin, if you guys don't know him, like he's he's new to me this last year. Uh, I really got to meet him a lot at Wadapalooza. Yeah. And he's, he's a, just a stats spreadsheet numbers guy uh, along you know a good support system for for Brian Friend and you know I'm assuming a lot of our other analysts in the space like Chad Schroeder and all those other things and what's cool is that it's just like numbers and details mm -hmm. but he pulled up this thing and I'll, and I'll pull up the the page here is this one uh, right here and what he did was he looked at the qualifying numbers and who registered and who participated. And this goes to the fact of programming and the demographic taking the test. So on the worldwide women's side, 13,279 women qualified in the world. This is all the semifinals added together. Only 5,751 actually registered and 5,415 actually participated which is somewhere around 40 to 45% of who qualified for various reasons. 
Some, for the same reason they don't do the Open, is like, well, I'm not going to go to the games or quarterfinals or semifinals. Why sign up for the Open? And like, well, I'm not going to qualify for semifinals. Why register for quarterfinals? And some just like don't care. They didn't, maybe they don't even know. Or they looked at what came out and was like, absolutely not. I can't right. do any of that. Um, on the men's side, uh, a bit more of the same. 16,946 worldwide qualified when you add all the semifinals together. 8,012 registered, only 7,396 participated. Now, say what you want about these numbers and what they mean and what they reflect. All I really see is you have 40 to 45% taking this test in a test that I can only assume the games want everybody who qualifies to participate in for various reasons. One being engagement with the community, Having more people makes it more fun. You get a bigger swath of athletes taking the test. And there is a massive financial gain when it comes to this. There's $20 for the Open. There's $50 for quarterfinals. But only 40% in both demographics registered to compete. Oh, I, uh, and it's not like, hey, what do these mean? But just for well, the, no, your it, knowledge it's a, it's, it is a great, It's a great look, and it's important to look at. Uh, I think one of the one of the issues here is the fact that you have at this point, everybody does the open and then it splits from your masters and your teams and your whatever. So we have to look mm. at like, all right, I'm not going to go and do this because uh, I'm going to be doing yeah, the that's other good. one. Plus, good point. if I pay $50, if I'm going to pay $50 for this and then I got to pay $50 for the teen one, I'm going to do or the team one. I'm going to do $50 for the masters one. I'm throwing all this money out just to do stuff. So I might as well save my money to do that personally. For this, they should just keep it 20 all the way across on all of these because now these people all pay $50. I would pay $40 and do the two mm -hmm. because it's oh, like two different yeah. events. You yeah, because I mean? if like, you want to do individual, like, for example, you could qualify indie masters I, I, and team. I could have gone both. I could have gone both. It, but it's like, say you had a team and I, you know, I wouldn't doubt that right. you would be a part of that. Right. <laughs> it's right. Like, okay, so I am spending, you know, a team is what, a, a 80 for the group, yeah. I can't remember what it was. But like, okay, so divide it up. He's like, I'm going to pay an extra 120 to do all of these things. Right. For what reason? You know, right. And that was a part problem in 2021 when all the programming was the same. And yep. that, that was the problem we had then. And that's when Dave was doing the programming. And we think the 2021 quarterfinals were garbage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're, we're not Castro apologists all the time. <laughs> but, I, but I think that that's a, that is a, a big, that would be a, an interesting, and I'm sure Mike has that somewhere, about what athletes had multiple invites mm -hmm. and where did they not go? Like if, if you had half of the group here that didn't go, did they, are they going to go to the other one? Is that what that was? Yeah. Which is very possible. Or at least, at least I would say an easy guess would be 20%. But you're probably going to have, like you said, about 20% of that group that are like, well, I'm not going anywhere, so what's the point? Right. So my next question before we get into the, the program itself is, should it be 10%? Uh, that, that don't do it? No, no, no. Should it be 10% oh, that oh, qualifies oh, to the quarterfinals? Because right now, it's not even 5%. Or, or it's, right. it's not the top 5%. It is like we're getting 40% registered from the 10% that qualified. Yep. So half of that. Not even half of that. And I think we talked last year, and my, my thought was like 3 to 5% at most. And really, like it would match up with the numbers that they had registering 
currently. It's like maybe it should be the top thousand or or it's just a smaller percentage, right? I, maybe I, not a specific number, but a smaller percentage to qualify. Hey, check this out. What if okay, when remember when they did the uh uh the lift work run crossfit oh, thing? Oh yeah. What did they did they get, a, the did they get prizes for that? Was they they get some money for that? I can't remember. Anyway, if you had an event like that to where now, okay, if you do want to go the top 10%, so you still have some people that are engaged, you have your higher end athletes in your gym that still want to be able to do something else in a, in a competitive fashion, make the top end that are going on the competition path towards semis that, okay, make it your three to 5%. But then the other percentage, whatever the number, pick it, if it's five up and five down, or you're three up and you're seven down, um, that other the top three to five go your semis. Mm -hmm. They're hardcore, hardcore competitors. They're doing their thing. And the other people are like, okay, we now have to get to have our own competition, which will be like the lift run work sort oh, of setup yeah. where they, because now it matters because if you are 91st percent, so you're the, you're the bottom 9% of that group. You're not going anywhere. Right. So you're paying $50, which you could do all by yourself for free. Hey, worldwide ranking gym. and uh, levels, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Which obviously for that group means a ton. It means a yeah. lot. But if you could give them something to do, because I, I mean, I, I don't know how many times you put the badge out on your Instagram. <laughs> I don't know. The NIT of CrossFit. <laughs> right. <good>. Okay, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, great. But I mean, give them something to do. I mean, make it to make it so that it's worth their while. I don't think that levels we haven't shown that levels have done anything yet, so that's kind of worthless. I think to the general population. Mm -hmm. Not saying that. I mean, you already know how I feel about levels, yeah. whatever. Um, but like, give them give them something. Yeah. Even even the worldwide, even on the worldwide uh, leaderboard or yeah. you know whatever that that number is, that doesn't do anything for number ninety one percent. They don't. That doesn't get them. That they don't go anywhere with that. They don't get to use that for anything. So give them their own competition. Okay. And it can be something simple. It could be a lift, run, work, lift, mm -hmm. lift, work, run, whatever that one was. Something like something like that. Give them yeah. something to do. I'm just saying. I don't. I don't think you can give them anything personally. <laughs> like well, I don't I mean, know how much ten percent moves the needle of people joining the open. Oh, I don't think it does anything. For but the what open. about five percent moving the needle of the open being more important for those taking the test? And it's really not important for those top athletes. And I hate to say that out loud, but oh, I mean, it's not. I was just thinking if we're talking inclusion, is if we're if we were trying hate, to get people nah. involved. That's all I was thinking. Whatever. That's nice of you. That's very rare that you'd go that route. Well, thanks. I, every once in a while. I don't want to hear that word. I hate that word. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm with you. I, I think shorter up at the top because because why? But but if it is a smaller group up top, this is a good point, Mr. Spin. Uh, Ross at yeah. HQ can't even run the occupational games. They don't have the okay. capacity to run another virtual competition. True. Okay. Done and done. All right. That's fine. All right. See, I was nice for a moment. Yeah, we you were. Write that right out. I'll take right. that out now. Uh, but, no, but if oh, we do sorry, that, continue. Uh, the the bandwidth of the games team that CrossFit has mm -hmm. has to be on their shit because that group is going to be tight. That line is going to be important. You're not going to be able to have it where we're flubbing up here. And oh, you mean during the open? Uh, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, even right, for if, the 5% uh, the the that are going. The, yeah. You, you know, know, and maybe that's why it's 10% because they don't really care. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Like, 
the ones that are getting left off of the cut line at rank 4,000. That's a good point. I mean, maybe it's a, maybe it's a markup. I, honestly, thing, I but... still think you could do that with 5%. And I, maybe the same number. Anyways, question. Yeah. So Dude. before we get to the test, what <laughs> I wanted matter. to do you think? was an example of basically like, we know who the top athletes are in every semifinal. I took a sample of the last person in for men and women in a particular semifinal to look at the bottom part of this, right? We have a group of people taking this test. So just for, for purposes of understanding the depth of demographic, I wanted to show you guys the last two spots into the quarterfinals, okay? So this is a men's division. The second to last in got 11 and 12 ring muscle-ups in test one, five rounds or so in test two, one thrustered 260, the other thrustered 195. <laughs> one did 207 reps of strict handstand push-ups and double-unders into test 23.3. The other barely got through the first set of strict handstand push-ups. There were 60 reps separating there. So this is the volatility of athletes and, and, and skill sets that we have. Yeah. Um, when it comes to this, on the women's side, the last two in, neither did a single muscle up in 23.1. They did five rounds of one burpee pull up or five rounds and then a couple burpee pull ups. They both thrusted 135 pounds. Right? They both thrusted 135 pounds. Just keep that in mind. And they all got stuck on the, well, one got stuck on the snatches at 135. The other got through the snatches and a couple handstand pushups. So this is the baseline of the bracket that we're looking at. Mm -hmm. Just to get an idea of the depth of field. So when you program something to this field, it's not catering to them, but it's understanding what your average athlete is taking this test. And it goes from CrossFit Games athlete to someone on the women's side, couldn't do a handstand push-up, ring muscle-up, and barely thruster 135. And on the men's side, a handful of muscle-ups, no handstand push-ups, and a volatility of 90 pounds on a thruster. Right. right. You have a very diverse group of people taking this test, and you need to know where the bottom is, not just where the top is. I understand we're trying to get the best people to semifinals, and we'll review that and how, how to, that should be approached. So, okay, to the tests. Now, I made something, Bill. Uh-oh. And I, I, I'm unveiling it to you for the first time. Can't wait to see it. I put a little thing together here. And so I have the tests. And when we look at this is I've got the test itself. I have the breakdown between monostructural weightlifting and gymnastics. And then a little breakdown of what else is in the test. Okay. So, for example, all right, we had 9, 9, 15, 15, 21, 21, front squats at weight 1, handstand walks, lengths, front squats, muscle-ups, front squats, chest-to-wall, handstand push-ups. So, we're alternating between front squats at increase or decreasing weights, increasing reps, and then upper body gymnastics of handstand walks, which is upper body pushing, Ring muscle-ups with a pull and a push with the dominant difficulty is the push. And then 21 chest-to-wall push-ups. Right? And we look at the, the testing element, we have high-skill upper-body pressing gymnastics, 
with a focus on strength and stamina. You also have leg strength and stamina and midline stability, stamina, and strength. Because there's that midline tax that I don't think a lot of people were thinking about until they got to maybe the ring or the wall. <laughs> yeah. Right. And couldn't keep it together, right? So when you're looking at this, obviously the thing that comes off the page is the wall-facing handstand push-ups, but we forget that the nine front squat buy-in of 225 and 155 is meaty, right? But I think with this demographic as a whole, on average, it's, it's okay for nine reps. When I look at the handstand walks, like it gets really hard right from the beginning. Like everyone's just like going over the handstand walks, like, oh, the wall facing. I was like, in nine 25 foot lengths to open up this test and then ring muscle ups again and then the wall facing handstand push ups. So go ahead. I, I, I honestly like the weight that they have. Me too. Um, I think that I think that for the field, the rep set that they have, totally appropriate, totally fun. Uh, the strong people will ha it's it's still a good test for them. Um, you, this is kind of like all right, I can do a couple toes to bar type of people in the open. It's like all right, well that's my ninety five percent. So it's like all right, I guess I'm gonna have to try to get that. I I like that. Um, I th the handstand walks like yeah, that's a chunk. Two is that two hundred twenty five. The distance, uh, yes. That's a, I mean, that's a, that's, far. that's a good amount. That's a good amount, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I know that, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to stay within the numbers of 9, 9, 15, 21, 21. Mm -hmm. um, I, honestly, the one that kind of... The handstand's fine. I think that's good to have that in there. Well, that's fine. I mean, put it in the beginning. So the you handstand walk. Try to, the handstand walk, yeah. yeah. Uh, 15 ring muscle, or the ring muscle-ups, I, I kind of... It's weird to me that you would have 20 in the open and you would have 15 in the quarterfinals. Now, granted, yeah. it was you had to get through the 20 into the next round, so people kind of got stuck in the 20, so maybe they didn't do 20. Um, but that just seems a little odd to me. I, I think that that would have should have been ramped up. Like, maybe make that... Mm -hmm. uh, the, make the... Uh, the chest-to-wall handstand push-ups the 15 uh -huh. and then do the 21 ring muscle-ups. I don't know, just something to think about. Yeah. Um, and then the chest to wall handstand push ups. <sighs> Fine. Whatever. <clears throat> Whatever. I just I just think that I have a I have a hard time when you put in a brand new movement that you don't that you're just going by whatever the verbiage that's written because we've already seen that that can get messed up on something as simple as a shuttle run. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not saying that people can't be, you know, people shouldn't be able to read and figure it out. But like, I just think that whenever you put something new in there, mm -hmm. you're, you're adjusting the programming, especially at this level when you don't need to, this would have been great. I think in the semis, yes, you can have everyone there watching. Yes. Um, you can, you, you can have the athlete briefing, explain how to do everything. There's no reason here to do that. You could have done the exact same thing with deficit handstand push-ups and gotten your exact same or beer. if we just did muscle-ups and brought them back again why don't just do regular strict handstand push-ups again right right i'm 100 percent with you i actually if i just look at this test without any context i really want to do it yeah like okay front squats weights uh even it's the same movement and we have three unique gymnastics tests 
handstand walking, ring muscle-ups, inverted wall facing, chest-to-wall handstand push-ups. I hate that name. I know. <laughs> it's not, your chest is not touching the wall. <laughs> just say wall facing handstand pushups. Anyways, that's right. just, that's stupid. Um, <clears throat> but I'm with you. This is where games to semis and then maybe next year to quarters. Right? Yeah. This in the quarterfinals, no. that's where I don't like this test. Right. Oh, thank you, Jeffrey. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, it's not a, it's not that it's a bad test it's just that it's not not now if this if this would have been in semis and then this was in quarters next year yep okay makes sense cuz now everybody knows what the wall face and handstand pushups are supposed to look like and we've seen right. them in action we've seen them in competition and you know i mean yes i know we had the deficit at the games and all that but that doesn't mean that everyone tried it when they watch it at the games, but yeah. if you see it in semis, you know, it's coming down. So people will start to mess with it. Yeah. And I don't, and I just don't think it's needed yeah. here. Not yes. that the movement's wrong, but the timing and the placement of it is wrong. Yeah. Next year would have been more appropriate. I think. Agreed. This is, this was something I was expecting to see in semifinals or should be in semifinals, not making yeah. the jump from like, we're not testing games athletes right now. No. Uh, the elite times were seven, eight minutes. So keep that in mind. We've got three unique gymnastics tests with three weightlifting movements, but they're the same movement. Yeah. Time, seven to eight minutes. Test two, eight dumbbell snatches all on one arm into eight overhead walking lunges, switch sides, eight on the other arm, eight overhead walking lunges, and then 40 crossovers. So you have four odd object weightlifting movements, two of which are exactly the same. You just do it on the other side. And then the monostructural element that is the crossover uh, this is a hinge pull from the floor. You have a jump with the uh, crossovers. You have the squat-ish, squat-ish lunge. It's not really a squat, but it is a lower body. Uh, and this is an odd object, upper body strength and stamina with hinging, pulling, and lunging along with the moderate skilled monostructural shoulder, shoulder fatiguing and bounding. <clears throat> this, I look at the same thing as what we just said of where the test really would be. The crossover, for various reasons, needs a shot across the bow in semifinals before it comes down to semifinals or quarterfinals. One reason, and uh, I, I'll leave names out of this, but <clears throat> someone had posted is like a step-by-step -step way how to get a crossover. And it's like, one, you know, put your hands to your wrists as you cross over and they stop and stop. And I was like, step one, buy a new jump rope. <laughs> And the re their response was, any athlete that's serious at all about competing in CrossFit should already have this rope and be proficient at a very low skill. And I went, I agree, but that's not who's all's taking this test. You're talking about games athlete. If you want to go to the games or semifinals, everyone should have a different rope and have practiced this at nauseum so that's not an issue. But I'm only talking to semifinal athletes and games athletes. Everyone else is probably still learning how to do double unders or only have that rope. So for example, not to put myself in the situation to justify my feelings on this, but I have a wire speed rope from RX Smart Gear. It's the Evo rope. It's fucking awesome. I also have it cut exactly to my body style and type 
that it passes two inches over my head and two inches below my feet, which is how I can do like 300 unbroken double unders. Humble brag. I'll say it, but I'm really fucking good at them. It's break time for me in a sense. I cannot do a crossover with this rope. No way. One, it's a wire rope. Two, it's too short for this movement. So I would have to buy an entire new rope. Now, if I was planning to go to semifinals or compete at Masters or or like, I would have been getting a new rope. But like, if you're just in the top 10%, you just feel like you're lucky to get there. Sorry about you. Because we're going to do what? Prove a point that you haven't been working on something where you've been trying to focus on the other precursor to this, which was jump rope basics, double under basics to get to the quarterfinals to begin with. Like some people only got to quarterfinals because they finally got double unders. And so for you, what you were saying is like, this is a semifinal test. This is a semifinal movement, a crossover. If this was in semifinals, I'm like, yep, yeah, you guys should be good at this. In fact, there should have been double crossovers because he did that in the games last year. You should know that these were coming. Not quarterfinal athletes. Not the top 10% that are just getting fit enough to make it. Which is the majority of the people that qualified. Did you look to see it all on .com or did anyone, maybe I'll ask Halpin, one of those guys, if crossover has come over on .com? JR would know if he was here because oh, <laughs> he always he like, know. hey, guess what? <laughs> hey, oh, yeah, that's right. Hey, look at this one. Look Did at you, this see one. This? Um, Did you see this? Did you see this? I agree. I, honestly, I know that everyone's rope is set, especially if you're really good at double unders, the rope is set to the appropriate so you can blast through double unders. Like, I get that. I don't think crossover is a an advanced skill. No. By any means, because my seven-year-old daughter can do crossovers. Yes. Granted, she's got like a one of those licorice rope ropes, you know what I mean? That like costs three dollars or dollar at the dollar store kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's not. I don't think it's an advanced skill. However, it's a new skill that we haven't seen enough for people to figure it out. And one was just the judging standard to, for people to understand how to do the scoring, how to when do when do the crossovers really start, and what are you really trying to do with it? And you're right; it was really funny to watch well, people that you don't really like or really hard to watch people that like are your athletes when it's like they would get so frustrated trying to figure out how to do their crossover with their speed rope mm-hmm. and i'm like get rid of that thing go and grab one of our gym ropes that are right over there and get one that's four inches longer than you normally use yeah and it needs to be and i'm like when it gets like and these have be like plastic yes like g- these are slow and you just make you just get through them and you like think elementary school recess playground style. Like there you go. Yeah, we didn't outskill anybody. No, but the thing is it was I don't think again, I don't think it was an appropriate time for the test. And if P all the all the was or wasn't got, was not. Okay. You don't think don't it was think, not an appropriate time. I don't think that it was an appropriate time to put this in on the test. Okay. We did we lost people in this event. Not because of their fitness, not because they can't do double unders, and honestly, some of these people can do triple unders. Right. And they messed up on here because they just—it was. I mean, they got a day to know. Like honestly, if they knew that this was coming, they mm. should have said a week ahead. So I Let looked them at the, play with it. I looked at the all the you know you can search all the workouts on CrossFit.com. Yeah. And crossovers has never come up once. 
Well, look at that. <clears throat> um, here's my other thing is like, the, yeah, you're right. This isn't hard to do. No. You can still manipulate it with whatever rope you have, but at the same time is like, yes, if, you're, if you are taking this seriously, and I agree with the sentiment, and you are an elite athlete, you should have all this dialed in. And if you're going to compete at semifinals, you should know how to do these, and it shouldn't be a problem. But that's not everybody taking the test, and that's not how the test should be designed, is no, to only again, test those people that are qualifying to semifinals. Again, if you had a mission statement of what the quarterfinals was supposed to do, how does crossovers fit into that? We're not trying to see adaption of your fitness level at this, at this point. We're trying to get the top 60. We're trying to get the 10% to all have fun going at it, and then we get our top 62 advance. Sydney Courtney crossovers has been in cap once as Skillberg. Great. Once on a hidden program that no one has access to unless they pay for it. <clears throat> Got it. Uh, yeah. One time. Cool. Um, the one thing, and here's, I, I circled this and I'm trying to say this is as rationally as possible, but the quarterfinals is not here for gotcha moments. No, there, there, there should be teaching moments. Hey, my front, those first nine front squats were really hard. It took me five minutes to do, or I could barely do any of them. All right. Well, you probably know that you need to work on your strength or your ring muscle up capacity or your handstand walks are terrible. Like these are the things you need to know in the quarterfinals, but this is like a gotcha. And the way it got described and I'll play this clip in a second is that it felt like that a little bit. It's like, oh, if you haven't been working on it, gotcha. You know, and that's not, that's not a quarterfinal time. That's like games. Right. Games is a gotcha. Right. Right. And so, um, yeah. I so, think this, this was a, I honestly liked the dumbbell work. I want to do this. And here's the like, thing. Like, I want to do this eventually. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Okay. So uh, again, there's and I have said this man a and lot. And you of nailed the one arm versus the other arm, by the way. Right. <laughs> you know, put these two together, and it's your dumbbell overhead squat. Um, this would be a very uh, this would be a gym workout, mm -hmm. a gym workout where it's like, hey guys, we're gonna we're gonna here's one. I'm here's one. We'll try. Let's see what happens on this one, you guys. Like a like a test, like in the gym. You know, uh, getting people like maybe you work on some jump rope stuff or whatever, and then you throw it in on your workout here. Like it, it's a great gym workout. Yeah. This is not a quarterfinal test to advance people to the semis. Mm -hmm. And okay, what what do we do? As like just make these double unders. Double unders. Just and then this the same results will happen, but more people will get to compete. Like the fact that Paige Powers got like 170 something in the world in this test and like top three or five and all the other ones that should right. be up there, you know, right next to Mal O'Brien. Like Paige Powers was a crossover away from winning quarterfinals. Now she should be working on them because she got tested at them in the games. I get that. But quarterfinals test. Um, <clears throat> okay, before we advance, this is the end of day one. Uh, Boz actually had clips on Talking Elite Fitness's podcast. I mean, they're talking about the quarterfinals, and he had this to say about day number one. And they're going to figure it out quick, and you're going to adapt. Um, I, I just think I, I think it's going it's a much bigger non-issue than some than 
I anticipate some people maybe making it out to be, but yeah, it's fine. Okay. Well, let's just, here's what Boz had to say about day one. The quarterfinals is all about just taking that uh, groundwork that we've laid with the open and pushing it just a little bit further. So we had some strict in the open. We're taking it a little bit further by making the position a little bit more demanding with the chest to wall. Um, so it's just a very natural extension and it's at the end of the workout where you've got, uh, you know, quite a bit of fatigue built up to that point. So different circumstance, different skills, uh, being pushed a little bit. Um, as far as the crossover, again, we're getting a little toe in the water with some, uh, skills there that have either been latent or disregarded entirely. So we'll see how it plays out with some of those athletes. I don't like that explanation. Disregarded. Well, and here's the thing. He's not, he's. He's only talking about the semifinal athletes. That's where, that's where all this is going to center around when we analyze this programming is that it seems like we're only focused on only the people that are good enough to do these tests. Does that make sense? Like, that's where I get a little worried. It's like, oh, yeah. Even, even if 300 even people if- that are only able to qualify for the top 60 or 30 spots, like, they should have known this. I'm like, do you have... Three to four thousand other people taking this test that qualified for it. So yeah, no, I I agree. I I don't think I don't think that a you know saying that you're dipping the toe on some skills that's not what this is supposed to be. We're trying to this should be this stage should be general physical preparedness with advanced weight volume and intensity not weird shit for the first time it's not a dip your toe this is not a dip your toe in the water moment i mean honestly if you wanted to do that i would i it would have been better in the open because then it doesn't matter as much Mm. you know what i mean like it doesn't right right hey you're taking 10 percent. like get these athletes who are like yeah, you know, I'm 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 a games athlete and I'm 200 and whatever because I don't really care. I'm not really concerned about it. So okay, if you're not concerned about it, that's when you put the weird skill in there. So it's like, oh, okay. Well, we know like new people who don't have double unders could probably do that because they probably jump with the wrong rope anyways. Yeah. Anyways, we got a couple more clips of that. So uh, okay, let's advance to day number two. That starts with test number three, and that is the five rounds for time. Five burpee box jump overs at 30 inches and 24. One clean and jerk round one, and then two, three, four, and five. <laughs> I think Hiller had said this too when he had originally read this test. It was just like five and one for five, five and rounds, one. and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Right. And then, <laughs> and then I saw it went one, two, three, four, five, and I was like, "Why the fuck do we have burpee box jump is in there that doesn't matter?" And for this one. Okay, you got another pull from the floor with heavy weight. And we go going overhead with heavy weight. And the burpee box jump overs are negligent at best. Once you get to three clean and jerks, the, they have no place in them. The burpee box jumps here are the shuttle runs of the open. Yeah. And, and they, they did not mean anything. And this is probably the biggest one is like, if I saw this at semifinals, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. However, we need to increase the number on the burpee box jump overs for these, this to actually be in there. Like oh. there's no reason for these to be in there at this rep scheme. None. Like none, <laughs> none. If it was maybe two, four, six, eight, ten, I'd even go more than that. I, I think more, I think maybe three, 
three, yeah, three or four. Three, six, nine, 12, 15. That's 45 total. Wait, dude, now it counts. Now, now it, it counts. Now it actually has an effect on the workout or the test. But all this is is a strength test for the only those that are strong enough to take this test. <laughs> That's it. And we did that in the open when you gave them a thruster. Right. But some people in open only made the quarterfinals because of that thruster. So their course are going to be able to crush this test. And some people didn't make the open because of their thruster. And they wouldn't have been able to take this test either. Right. And um, this is, to me, it's just, it's simply, it's too heavy. Uh, totally. It didn't need. For the quarterfinal I, demographic taking the test. To be clear, I'm always get, I'm the one that always gets jabbed at like, you know, Bill wants to go heavy, heavy, heavy. I like the idea of the weight, but I think this is at the wrong time to have this. Semis, have at it. Absolutely, you could do this. Now, granted, I think that the, the box jumps, and I will sit here with my jaw dropped and watch totally. semifinal athletes compete for the games that need to be able to lift this weight fast yeah. to make the games. But but having this, it, it's... The only thing that separated the field needed. in this event was the weight on the barbell. 100%. That was it. Yes. And that should not be it. The test itself should not define who passes or fails the athletes ability to take the test to what it was, what it is should matter more. Now both need to be present, but it is swung only to the weight on the barbell. Yeah. That divided the line, not the athletes ability to do this quickly or with intensity or with good technique. Right. <laughs> it's just a- the weight on the bar. I have a young a young athlete who was doing this. Uh, first time she's made it to the quarters, and <laughs> she's really good at burpees. <laughs> and huh. I had to tell her, "Oh, is this your burpee shuttle so, run, yeah. girl?" <laughs> yeah. So her one rep max is one eighty five. Okay. And she yeah. did her one rep max fifteen times. She did it nine wow, minutes. Wow, she did minutes. it all. Yeah. Um, but it's like I had to slow her down on the burpee because I'm like. <laughs> The tiebreaker, Bill. The tiebreaker. <laughs> if there was a tiebreaker, I don't even know if there was. <laughs> so I, it was, and I was really bummed because on the on the initial, I saw this and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is cool." Ah, ah, shit. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. They. Yeah. We got some suggestions here, Jr. Five rounds for time, five and five at 225 and 155 still serve the purpose in the strength test or would it be? Yes. Yes. Much closer. Yeah. Well, here, I'll get to that point at the end, JR, because you're talking about time and capacity here. We'll get there. Or extend it. One, two, three, four, five. I mean, it, here's the thing I don't understand, and I said this earlier in another podcast, is that the last chance qualifier last year, which had the top, top people that missed the games from semifinals, had shuttle run and clean and jerk test at 225 and 155. Right. That boss program, the best of the best that didn't make it, had a test of 225 and 155. Why don't we have this here in the quarter freaking finals? Totally. And that would have been a fun race for a lot of people. The strongest to really race people it. will still make it. Totally. If it was two four or two four six eight ten at 225 and uh she's two four six eight ten for, on the burp box jump. yeah uh who said this scott peterson said this if it's two four six ten for both 
at 225 yeah. and 155, the strong power athletes will still win this event. They'll probably even go faster than they did. It's intense. It's nosebleed fast. You cannot be successful if you are not strong and you do not have a lot of power, but also the fitness to go with both of those two things. This is a one max thruster in a clean and jerk form. Yeah. In the quarterfinals, right? I'm bringing it back in the quarterfinals. There's people that just like signed up to look at a barbell. They paid $50 to look at a barbell. So, yes. Uh, thoughts on ascending weight? That's uh, <clears throat> one of the ideas that we have. <clears throat> Jordy says, so basically you guys didn't like the programming. Here's the thing. It's like, I, <laughs> that, this is the hard part about talking about the programming because I like, I want to do these tests. Like there's a time where I was strong enough to do this test. But this, this programmed, is, this one is programmed poorly. Yeah. Right? This is the first one where Bill and I are looking at the test and say it's a bad, a poorly. Um, so it's a poorly programmed thank test. You. Yes. Thank you. The other ones were inappropriately positioned. The other two so far. Yeah. But right. this is a poorly programmed test. Like you, you might as well have just said yeah. 15 clean and jerks at 275. Right. Test one, let's do it in the semifinals. Test two, let's do it without the double crossovers. But if you want to put that in the semifinals, fine. Great. Like I, I like that. This is not a good programmed test. Yeah, this one, re, re, redo it. Okay. Test four, AMRAP in 20 minutes, 1,000 meter row, 50 GHG sit-ups, 500 meter row, 25 V-ups. And this is when my brain kind of exploded for the first time. Um, uh, I just did that like dog hearing a whistle thing where you kind yeah. of go, eh. And it, it, call it what it is, the V-ups. Right. Right. Dumb. The V-ups. Dumb. Th this is, I, I heard someone, uh, is that rain in your, is it raining? <laughs> Dude, it's raining okay. so hard <laughs> right Is it raining now? hard? <laughs> um, so, so the V-up, like a wall walk. The V-up is not a scale for toes to bar. Because if anyone's done a V-up in a workout or accessory work, that shit's hard to do the right way. With good positions, keeping a hollow position, your timing, your tempo, your toe touch without your knees bending, like that is a part of what a V-up should be in the gym. The wall walk is not a scale for handstand push-ups. I listened to somebody say that today. I was like, clearly you don't know what you're talking about. Right. The wall walks are hard to do. They're physically more taxing than a handstand walk, which is why everybody bitched about wall walks because they couldn't do their little skill and they actually had to like work hard, right? It's a modification of sorts. I would say a wall walk is a modification of a handstand walk. A V-up is a modification of a toes to bar for someone who maybe can't hold onto the bar right now. For example, I would do V-ups instead of toes to bar because I can't hang from a pull-up bar, but I would still get a good stimulus from it. But when you put something like this in a live competition that's never been seen or tested before in competition with a demographic of thousands of thousands of people that can easily do this wrong in a system that isn't going to check if you did it wrong, it's a movement that is unnecessary for online competition. A lot like pistols and what else did we say that one time? There's just things you don't put into this brand new, and the V-Up is one of them. I, I wouldn't... You're right. I, I, I think it, 
it would be just as silly to put in 25 hollow body rocks. Is it an appropriate movement? Sure. Is it a great accessory movement? 100%. Do they get really, really hard? Absolutely. Is it harder than V-ups? Are, yes. are you going to be able to judge that? And do you have the bandwidth to do that? And because everybody does accessory work and everyone kind of does their own version of that or they've done it, no one really pays attention to the virtuosity of the accessory work. Why would you put that in? It's just way too unknown and completely not necessary. If you wanted to go this route, then just do sit-ups. If you had to do that, if for some reason you had to do another thing, just do that. But I, like to me, the descending piece in the, I felt like I felt like they they went that way because they wanted to get the V ups in there, because why else would you pick to use the V ups? Yes, they built it around the V ups, and that was the mistake of this entire event. Another gotcha. Yeah. Which Wait, like you should have been working on your here? V ups. What? Like, what are we trying to prove here? Um, I'm our JR saying maybe there's going to be med ball GHDs for the 25, and that oh, yeah. would have been great. That would have made way more sense. And guess what? You know what it looks like by seeing it. Did the ball touch the floor? Yes. Did the ball touch your feet? Yes. Done. Not did your shoulders come off the ground along with your legs with your toes above your heads and then your hands touching your toes, but are your feet separated? But is that separated up and down or is that separated side to side? You can have a slight knee bend, but it can't be on purpose because we're going to judge intent instead of fitness. <laughs> I told you it was coming. I didn't even have uh, that planned. It just came out of my body. Oh, that's not hard. That's not hard. It, it was, this was ridiculous. It was so ridiculous. When I saw it, I was like, I literally, I took the paper and I just went. Yeah. Dumb, dumb. And I feel bad saying that because I don't want to, I, I mean, here I am. I'm a CrossFit coach. I'm a CrossFit affiliate owner. I live and breathe CrossFit. I do CrossFit. I talk CrossFit. I am CrossFit. Mm -hmm. And I look at this and I just go, the fuck? <laughs> You're making it very fucking hard to wave this goddamn flag. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Like V-ups? Or just do 25 more GHD sit-ups. <laughs> exactly. With nothing. Or, or, no, that would have been weird. No, I, dude, honestly. Hip extensions. You know, you know what you do? Okay, dude. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, have them flip over and do back, do hip yeah, extensions. Do hip back extensions. extensions. Like, Okay. But again, uh, again, even uh, it's just dumb. Okay, like, I, have what, a, I have a question for you. What's the race? What's the race? What are we trying to do with this one? It's you know a race I mean? to like, manipulate the V up to get back to the rower. That's it. For the top what? people. It's a what? It's a race to manipulate the V up to get back to the thousand meter row. Well, we as we have seen, anything that has where you're racing a sit up, the object is to manipulate the movement period. GHDs and the V-ups to get to the row because row is going to be where you're going to be spending the most time and where you can make the most time. So you're right. As fast as you can get off the GHD to get back to the row and actually put some time into it. Same thing with the V-ups. Yeah. And if you race, okay, 25 V-ups for elite level athletes is like doing dumbbell thrusters at 35 and 25. Mm-hmm. They're going so fast that they are 
not even on purpose gonna they're gonna short everything because the movement is not doing anything of what you're trying to get it to do well we also have never seen it so we don't know how to do it right you've never heard judging on it you've never heard discussion on it you've never seen programs on it or it's it was this this ruined this piece yeah. ruined it and a lot of it too is 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 where it's like okay vups whatever Dude, ours was way better. Fuck, <laughs> it was so much better. But for the VIPs itself, is like trying to make it easy on the judges, athletes, and back-end game staff. Like, this accomplishes none of those. No, and I, I, this is, again, man, like, I don't think that there is ever a broad view of, okay, here's a cool event. Okay, how how are, are what kind of weird things are the athletes going to do? Okay, we'll we'll flush those things out. Can we get this judged? Is it going to be hard to judge? Okay, cool, we got that. Now, when it comes back to us, are we able to see this on videos? Are we able to assess it, or are we picking something that's so damn hard for us to judge that we can't do it either? Because if you can't have pluses and all of those things, then just don't do that movement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's really it. It's like. That's There's it. There's got to like, be a thousand, a thirty thousand foot view on it. There has to be. Yeah. And this is the thing: is be. like the discussion around this is not even about the movement itself and what it does. It's about the like ambiguity of it, the gray, the problem it's causing. Like that's the thing. What I'm saying is like we, we're creating an unnecessary problem when instead of talking about a test, we're talking about a movement being difficult to administer, which I hate. Right. Like I had to talk <laughs> about I mean. the shuttle run last year because everyone screwed it up so bad. Instead of actually last year's shuttle run test was awesome. Like shuttle runs, rope climbs, and wall ball shots. It was awesome. But all we talked about was people screwing it up and how the leaderboard wasn't fixed. Like I just I'd rather talk about the test. Right. Instead we're talking about a V up. Stupid. Yeah. Like was it made for everybody taking it? Yeah. Like, this didn't out to anybody. That's the weird thing, right? It's just like, it, it creates more problems than it solves. Okay. Comple completely unnecessary. Uh, so, I got Boz talking about the end of day two, which is on Talking Elite Fitness's podcast here. Let me set this up just to get a little recap. Boz had to say about day two. Pushing the envelope a little further than the open. I mean, obviously the athletes at that stage have earned it. So a little bit more uh, difficulty on the skills, obviously a little bit more demanding on the weight uh, and expanding some things that, you know, maybe we haven't seen and in a combination, certainly that we haven't seen uh, speaking specifically about the V up uh, adding that in as an element, I think is going to be interesting to see how the outcome is changed. And that, well, it was interesting. <laughs> It was interesting. Okay. Final test. Deadlifts, pulling movement, 21-15-9. So reverse rep scheme that we had in test one, the same kind of weight differential with the rep differential, 25 deadlifts, 21 chest to bar, 15 deadlifts, 15 bar muscle-ups, nine deadlifts, nine rope climbs. The weight's going 225, 275, 315 as they get less and heavier, 155, 185, and 205. I don't know why it's still 205, guys. 225. The women yep. are so much better than us. <laughs> yep. When I look at this, it's like, great. 
Get after it. This, to me, is probably the best one of the weekend that everyone could dance a little bit with. Yeah. 225, 155. Basic weights you should be good or comfortable with if you want to do the open or quarterfinals. Everybody should understand this. 21 chest bar pull-ups. <laughs> business, as <laughs> u- business as usual, right? 15 deadlifts, 275, 185. Okay, up in the weight, 15 reps, a little bit heavier. Pull, pull. Then we go to 15 bar muscle-ups. Whatever. Like it. Next level up, right? Next level up. We've seen these in the open. Now we have ring muscle-ups and bar muscle-ups bracketing the weekend, which I find is interesting. Then we bump up the weight, drop the number, nine reps, 315, 205, which should be 225. If they can lift a 185-pound barbell over their head 15 times, surely they can pull a 225-pound bar off the ground. And then nine rope climbs where the test all came down to that. Right? Like it was, it was wild to see where it was like, okay, it was like three minutes of here and then like two minutes of rope climbs. But this was one, I think everybody had the best opportunity to dance. Right. And the best of the best still crushed everybody. But everybody else still had a good opportunity to get in the game. Midline is smoke, though. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I really like this one. This is this my is favorite really one of the cool. weekend. Yeah. This is my favorite one of the weekend. The first one was really high-skill, tough gymnastics tests. Handstand walks, ring muscle-ups, wall-facing handstand push-ups. This one... This is a quarter. This is a quarterfinals test. Yeah, this is the 100%. best one. Everything about this is awesome. The redundancy of the pull from the floor with the grip fatigue, with the redundancy of the pull from the overhead to above, to a bar, above a bar, and ring like this was great. And this was so different than the other little things we saw along the way. I love this test. A cool way to test. Uh, upper body pulling volume without doing the same thing, right? Without a hundred chest to bar pull-ups. It's like, okay, add a little, add a little, add a little. Like I have, I have nothing to say about this test other than the last bar for the women is too light. What about you? Totally. No, a hundred percent. No, I love it. I, I think that the, like I said before, the, the advancement from the open to the quarterfinal should, should still be general physical preparedness. With increased weight, increased intensity, increased volume, and we have that. I mean, the volume's not all that high on here, but uh, it is classic CrossFit mm-hmm. with advanced movements and yep. advanced volume. I mean, nine rope climbs in one shot, like that's a chunk. At the end? At the end of it. Right. Um, you know, 21 bar muscle-ups. Okay, you're right. Business usual, not chest a big bars, deal. 15 bars. Uh, bar muscle-ups. Okay, that's a good deal. If you have a, you know, one of your higher end athletes in your gym, they can still play here. These like the, I see the 91 percents right here, but it's how fast can they push all that stuff and then race through those, through mm-hmm. the rope climbs. I like this. It yeah. shouldn't be, it doesn't need to be. And I was in a little side discussion there with, with Timo a little bit. Um, it doesn't need to be a gimmick to be appropriate. It's not about like, well, you obviously haven't done this certain thing, you know, so like you need to be ready for the unknown and unknowable. It's no, we are trying to get people to advance through. And this test right here is appropriate for the field, appropriate for the uh, what quarterfinals is supposed to do with the appropriate types of items and movements that are in them so that they can get them into that next stage. Yep. I'll, and, and this one is great. This one is great. I loved it. 
Yeah. Um, okay, so let's look at what we've had. I tallied things up <clears throat> here at the bottom. Three different monostructural movements, 11 weightlifting movements, and then 10 different gymnastics movements. We have four push, all, and you combine all the movements together. Four push, three pull, two a combo of pull and push. Uh, three squat, but that's really talking about the um, front squats themselves. So it's really kind of one squat pull. Uh, squat push, just being a lunge with a dumbbell over your head. So you're doing a lower body movement extended in the overhead position. Two core movements, V-ups and GHD sit-ups. Two jumping movements, box jumps and double unders and six hinge or pulls from the floor. Uh, had some notable details in here. So of the 11 weightlifting movements, three of them were the exact same movement. So front squat had three weights, but there's still just only one front squat. And you couple that with three drastically different upper body gymnastics pressing tests in like test one. Or you look at test five and it was only a deadlift, even though there's three different weights with three different upper body progressing pulling movements. And then you look at test number two with the dumbbell, it was only a snatch and a lunge, even though you did it on both sides. So it was two different movements counted as four. So really there's only five actual distinct weightlifting movements versus 11 completely unique gymnastics tests. You had handstand walk, ring muscle up, wall facing handstand push up, burpee, box jump, because those are two different movements, burpee, box jump. Then you had <clears throat> GHD sit up, V up, chest to bar pull up, bar muscle up, rope climb. 11 unique gymnastics tests were only five unique weightlifting tests. Just putting numbers out there. Take for what you is. The unique thing I thought, though, is that there was really only 45 below parallel movements in here other than those that maybe had to squat the 275 and 185. 45 squats. <clears throat> and we only had about 45 spots in the open, or squats in the open, too. Yeah. Just notable details. Um, <clears throat> so that's only about 90 to 100 squats in total in the last nine tests we've had to qualify people to quarter or semifinals. Uh, note, we have talked, you know, when, when we knew Bob's was going to be writing all of this stuff, you know, what, what's his thing going to be? Well, we know he likes gymnastic stuff. He's kind of a circus, you know, he's a circus guy, had all that kind of stuff. Handstand push-ups, handstand walks, love that, love the pistols, love all the gymnastic -y stuff. Look what we're seeing. Yeah. I mean, th this is just the numbers. Right? And I remember when Boss first came on the scene, and and again, to, well, we recap, recap at the end. He's like, I don't want there to be a delineation when, like, Boss took over the programming. I was like, well. There is. There is. <laughs> <laughs> there is. And, and not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying there is. Like, you can go there. <laughs> Well, if, if you were programming and then I jumped in right after you, there would the people would know. They sure, would know. yeah, the, the, that's absolutely. You, if you're a programmer, it, the, the art looks different. Yes. The sculpture is different. Yes. The paint stroke is different. That's all right. Dave liked uh, acrylics and, you know, Boz enjoyed like uh, real, uh, yeah, watercolors. And that's, uh, that's just what we're saying. Uh, two tests at the same rep scheme, a 21-15-9 for both, even though one went from 9 to 15 to 21. I, I thought that was a... a Interesting bookend, not good or bad. Uh, two test time domains. Two were in the four to five minute range where two other ones for the AMRAPs both had over 500 reps 
in those ANRAPs. So you had two tests were in the same time frame of four to five minutes that were for time, which was, I believe, test three and test five. Test two and test four were both AMRAPs. One was 12 minutes, one was 20 minutes. So you got different time domains because you forced the time, but the rep schemes were nearly identical. Top t- reps were over 500 reps. So two AMRAPs for high volume reps. Three tests were for time that all were less than eight minutes long, where the AMRAP was 12 in the, and 20 minutes. And the final one is had three tests were weightlifting gymnastics combos, really kind of couplets of sorts, right? You had the dumbbell, I'm sorry, you had the front squat pressing gymnastics as a weightlifting gymnastics combo. You had the clean and jerk burpee box jump as a weightlifting couplet combo. And then you had the deadlift and the pulling gymnastics as a weightlifting combo. The other two were a weightlifting monostructural, which was the dumbbell crossover and a weightlifting gymnastics or a monostructural gymnastics, which was the GHDs and the VMs, uh, rows. And those are just some notable takeaways from that. So, it has come to this. (laughs) (laughs) And again, when we look at the programming and the things that are in here, we've said this a lot over the last couple of years, like I like that, just not where it is. I like those, but not together. We've thought about tests in the opens, quarterfinals, semifinals. We've seen these all over the place. Like, cool test, cool test, cool test. But if this is your whole sample size, these don't work. And it's part of it. It's how the puzzles, pieces of the puzzle work together. There, got there. And so what we're looking at is we're judging the programming based off the demographic taking the test. Quarterfinals, top 10% in the world. And we look at on average, it's like a very novice group of athletes. That still may be the best in your gym. And if you wanted to celebrate them and let them be the best, what we need to make sure is like, we are going to filter the right group of people. Do I think the people that qualified from this test are the top semifinal athletes based off this overall test? Yes, I do. Because I think those athletes got a decent test to separate themselves from other athletes. I don't think one niche athlete qualified well maybe one but you know what i'm saying it's like there wasn't something i can look at all five of these tests when i just look at those who were fit in the realm of semifinal to games athletes that filter did its job for that prom i think everybody else got a bit of the shaft so did the right group make it yes but that goes back to when we started with matt fraser rich froning tia toomey Were they the fittest person on earth that year? Yes. Was the test appropriate to test the fittest on earth? That's to be decided. So when I look at it, I would say no. For quarterfinals in general, if I look at all the tests for the demographics taking the test, I'm giving it one thumb down. That's my Element 26 thumb tape review. Mm. And why? I was very disappointed when these came out. Um, <laughs> I thought we had a lot of fun when we programmed what our predictions would be. And, you know, we looked at all the fun things. You could do this and here's, you know, the appropriate way and thinking about where, whereas we think 
the masses to have a good time and the right people to get pushed forward. Not showing any sort of, I mean, we even talked about your unknown, which was the ring dips. And I know, yeah, how, yeah. how are you going to judge that? And is that going to be fair? Well, I'd like to see it, but I don't know. And so we even talked about that sort of thing. Um, the fact that there were this many, the V-ups, not needed. Crossovers, not needed. Wall-facing handstand push-up, okay. Inappropriate time. Weight being incorrect. The burpees not really, again, not having to count at all. We're, we did the exact same thing mm. in the open where the burpee, it was all about the burpees and the shuttle runs meant nothing. Um, I, the test, yes, the right people moved on for the most part, but was the test appropriate? No. Did did it did we follow the criteria of getting the right people through no what ended up happening was there are people that are just good and it wouldn't have mattered if we said okay you're going to be playing checkers and you're going to be playing hopscotch those same numbers would have moved on in mm -hmm. real in all reality but the test that they got handed was not right so um if the most we can do is one I would do two because I only saw one event out of the entire thing that I liked and the rest of them were either one, one. wrongly placed or uh, wrong weighted or wrong whatever. So if I can do more than one down, because I don't know if you've no, ever it's always done more two than thumbs. one down. So I can do two down? Yeah, it's it's a range of negative two to two. All right, I'll go, one, I'll go down one and a half for the reasons of I like the last event. Mm. But the rest of it, it was just way too inappropriate stuff. At the at the wrong times for the quarterfinals, wrong weights, wrong trying to it's it, it was I was yeah. bewildered. Yeah. For lack of a better word. Like those going forward, like okay, you've proven that you can do high intensity squat volume with high difficulty gymnastic pressing handstand push-ups. Boom, tested. And then you move to single dumbbell work. That was a work capacity test with a dumbbell and a low skill. For those athletes. Okay. And then you went to a heavy barbell for 15 reps, basically for time. And you prove that you are strong under fatigue against your peers in that demographic. Okay. Your strength against your peers were tested. You separated yourselves there. And then you got tested with work capacity with a row and core stamina stability with GHDs and V-ups. Okay, yes, you separate yourself there. You can go long, you can go hard, you have some aerobic capacity and some cardiorespiratory endurance. Yes, you got tested there. And then you had heavy pulling from, or fast, moderate pulling from the floor with high skill evolving upper body pulling gymnastics. Yes, all of those people who qualified got tested and vetted. Yes, I agree, they did. But as you said, it's like four quarters, four quarterfinals. Like, this was just a little too above the line, and again, opinion, for the demographic taking the test. I mean, how many people do you say is like, if I'd have known what these tests were, I would have never signed up. And I wouldn't even uh, say that shit happens I, I every year. That's not I would just say it's in, the, it's in the wrong place. I mean, okay, the weight, the 275, okay, that's a little heavy, whatever, yeah. whatever. That doesn't mean that that was, that that was bad. That, that event was bad, not because of the weight, but because of the burpees. It was a it was a poorly programmed. I mean, could would it have been more appropriate if the weight was down? Yes, totally. But that one was incorrect, mostly because of the burpees. Like yeah. you might as well have just said fifteen clean and jerks for time. Um, right. So I don't think it was necessarily above where it was. I mean, there were good. 
I will never say that a movement is inappropriate. What I do think is that, again, you have to think about what we're trying to do here. What's the role of this quarterfinal event? And there, it just was off the mark. Now, if I was a athlete, I don't give a shit what the programming is. Yeah. All I need them to say is get on this line and go as fast as you can that way. And I'm like, okay, we'll go. I don't care. And I can't let myself care. So all the athletes, <laughs> yeah. I, had to, I had to do that with my athletes and be like, hey, do not worry about what I'm saying. That's just me bitching about it over here. But for you as an athlete, don't care. You have your job to do as many double un or crossovers as you can, as fast as you can. Don't worry about it. Just go. Yeah. But as a programmer and as a lover of the sport and all in the, in a, a commentator and a, a, a coach. Yes. I have, I was, I was bewildered and disappointed. Yeah. So, but if your um, job or your desire was to get the right people to semifinals in quote, you did that job. I can't say right. you didn't. I can't, right? And and that's really where it is. Is like it. I got nervous, and as we close things out, it felt like we were trying to too hard to prove a point, then provide a good test for those taking it. Like it's a little yes. like you should have, you should have got you there. It's like it's quarterfinals, yeah. bro. GPP. 35,000 people qualified for this. General physical preparedness yeah. plus. That's all. But That's all if, if all you were focused on, which was what it looks like, was making a test that only semifinal athletes could do, pass, and separate themselves, you did that. I just don't think it was right for quarterfinals. Same. That's all. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Rough, tough, hard to navigate. But that was our opinion. And we're sticking to it. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I still love CrossFit, so there. I still love CrossFit. I'm still going to sign up. I'm sign up for the Open next year. I'll do quarterfinals, and hopefully I've got enough strength to, to lift that barbell again. <laughs> I got a year. I got a year. And then it'll all change, but it'll okay. It'll be okay. Uh, we'll report back if we got anything set up for Thursday. I don't know what you have on the docket, but... Uh, uh, Thursday... Uh, I'm not sure. I'll have to look. Right. I'll have to look at that one. Yeah. All right. We still have our, um, oh, shit, Trophy Case for March. Oh, we got to get that out. Yeah. Thursday. Okay. Trophy Case Challenge. Thursday. Renata, shoulder is getting better. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I rode the other day. Oh, dang. Nice. Yeah, so that was cool. All right, the, guys, thanks for joining the show. I know it wasn't all sunshines and rainbows, but if that's what you're here for, then, you know, sorry. It's okay. It's okay. All right. We don't have to agree on everything, and you don't have to love what we said, and that's okay. I still, I still love CrossFit. For the same reason, I don't have to agree with the programming, and if the head programmer says, you don't know what you're talking about, this is what we're doing, and why, I'm like, okay. That's why you're the man, and we're just on a podcast talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you guys later. Bye, guys.